Content warning. The following episode contains discussions of sensitive topics, such as eating disorders and depression. Do you ever feel pressured either by yourself or the world around you to go on a diet? Do you ever look in a mirror and not like what you see? Do you ever get frustrated by the pressure to look a certain way? Experiencing negative body image is a common occurrence for women and is also increasingly happening for men. Many trans and non-binary folks also struggle with negative body image. Have you ever considered how much stress is caused by worrying about the way your body looks? Hi, my name is Noemi Chiasson and I'm a psychology student at Mount Allison University. On this episode of This Is Fine, I am going to talk about body image stress. This is the stress that can occur when our bodies don't look the way the media and society tells us they should look. I wanted to cover body image stress because we all have bodies and thoughts about what they should look like, so I thought it'd be an interesting subject to look at. Although anyone can struggle with body image stress, I am going to specifically focus on cisgender women for this episode. But before we go any further, What even is body image? According to the National Eating Disorders Association, it's how we see ourselves when we look in the mirror. So it's basically how attractive we think we are. Our body image can be positive and negative. We're all capable of feeling both and it can change from day to day. I like to think of it as a continuum scale. We transition from one state to another throughout the day. It's easier to form a negative body image than it is to form a positive one. And that's probably because we tend to give more psychological weight to negative things than positive things, a phenomenon known as the negativity bias. For example, let's say you decide to post a picture of your new super cute outfit on social media. It doesn't matter how many compliments you receive. If you receive one mean comment about it, it's going to stick with you for a while. It might even ruin your whole day or your whole week. It's like our brains are hardwired to focus on the negative things. When things go south, we can be quite harsh on ourselves. That's why it's important to practice some self-love or self-compassion. One of my favorite quotes about self-love is from a book that you might have already heard of called Milk and Honey by Rupi Kaur. How you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. I love this quote so much because it really rings true. How can we expect other people to respect us if we can't even respect our own body? I try to practice self-love every day by saying I love you to myself in the mirror. That way, if no one says it to me, at least I've said it. But enough about that. Let's come back to our main topic. What are the signs of a negative body image? It can include feelings of shame or guilt towards your body, regularly comparing yourself with others, low self-esteem, self-scrutiny, and depression. All of those things are sources of stress. There is so much pressure to look a certain way the way that actors and models and Instagram influencers look. The message that many of us get is, if we can't achieve these unrealistic beauty standards, then we should be ashamed. It's absolutely disgusting. All bodies are built differently. Some of us have bigger bones. Some of us have a smaller frame. Some of us build muscle easily. Some of us have more body fat. These are natural variations of our bodies. Imagine this. You're waiting in line at the grocery store with your mom trying to pick out your favorite candy bar. Your attention lands on the magazine rack that's right in front of you. 
One cover specifically catches your attention. On it, it says in big, bold letters, 55 best and worst beach bodies. Sexy. Scary. Skinny. Your mom asks you which candy bar you want, but suddenly, they all seem less appealing. This is a scenario that a lot of us have experienced growing up. And the magazine that I mentioned is an actual headline from a Star Magazine cover posted in 2012. Can you believe that they used to compare bodies of celebrities and categorize them into good or bad? I've noticed that these types of headlines are less common nowadays, probably because they're less socially acceptable. And we've moved on to more body-positive articles. But there is still a lack of body diversity in magazines. Efforts have been made to improve body image diversity in the media, but recent research has shown that we still have a long way to go. A 2018 study looked at 13 different fashion magazines and found that most of the models were white, underweight, and young. Magazines have a huge impact on how we see ourselves. A 2016 study looked at the influence magazines have on body dissatisfaction. They compared health and fashion magazines to see if there's differences between the two magazine types. About 230 women were recruited to complete a survey. What they found was that reading fashion magazines was positively correlated to body dissatisfaction, meaning how displeased a person is with their body size. Reading fashion and health magazines were positively correlated for drive for thinness, meaning a person's motivation to diet and their preoccupation with weight. They also found that there were differences between the effects of health and fashion magazines, suggesting that readers might interpret the messages differently. But magazines are not the only source of media that can influence our perception of beauty. We often see these ideals being portrayed on TV, in commercials, in movies, on billboards, and even on social media. From a young age, we see these images in the media that subconsciously tells us we're not pretty enough, or we're not strong enough, or we're just not good enough. It can be very damaging to our self-esteem. In 2016, the soap company Dove did a study on young girls, from the ages of 8 to 16, and what they found was that when girls don't feel good about the way they look, 8 out of 10 have opted out of important life activities, such as engaging with friends or loved ones. 7 out of 10 have stopped themselves from eating or put their health at risk in other ways. 7 out of 10 have not been assertive in their opinion or stuck to their decision. I thought it'd be interesting to also mention that on their website it says, Dove believes beauty should be a source of confidence, not worry. We want a world free of appearance-related anxiety so young people can grow up as confident and active members of society. And I couldn't agree more. We live in a world that's obsessed with physical appearances. I think it's important that we teach young kids the true definition of beauty, which is that we're all beautiful in our own ways. Having a negative body image can be very destructive on our self-esteem. As seen in the Dove study, it can lead us to isolate ourselves from the world and discourage us from doing things we like. People who experience high level of negative body image are more likely to suffer from low self-esteem, depression, and even eating disorders. There's evidence that suggests that stress has a negative effect on body image of people with eating disorders. There's also evidence that suggests the media contributes to the development and maintenance of eating disorders. Just like I mentioned earlier, body image stress can affect a person's health and well-being. It can range from slight anxiety to, in some serious cases, suicide. 
Having high levels of body dissatisfaction means you're more at risk of developing eating disorders and mental health problems. You're also at greater risk of engaging in dangerous practices, such as extreme dieting or binging, to control your weight and your size. In the book Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski, the authors coined the term of bikini industrial complex, which is comprised of the billion-dollar companies that profit from us by putting unachievable ideals of what we should look like so that we start to feel bad about ourselves, and then we're forced to buy their weight loss products or whatever they're selling. Being constantly told that we're not good enough, having to constantly worry about the way we look, what we eat, and how we move our bodies is exhausting. It is a chronic stressor for far too many women. If this is something that weighs you down, take a moment to imagine being free of these concerns. How freeing would it be to not be weighted down by other people's expectations, by your own expectations? It would feel amazing. So there's a lot of research around what causes us to have a negative body image, but are there protective factors? A recent study looked at the effects of exposure to non-body-focused others. So people who aren't concerned with their bodies, and exposure to body-focused others, people who are preoccupied with their bodies, on young women's body image and eating pattern over a week. They found that women who had more frequent interactions with people who weren't preoccupied with their bodies reported better body image, whereas women who had more frequent interactions with people who were preoccupied with their body reported worse body image. Their results suggest that your social interactions influence the way you see yourself. So if you surround yourself with people who are constantly saying they hate their bodies, you're more likely to develop body dissatisfaction than if you were to surround yourself with people who aren't as concerned with their bodies. It really makes you think about who you surround yourself with. And I think it's also important to be mindful of how you talk about your body around your friends. Perhaps they're also struggling with body image. Also, here's a little fun fact. Did you know that the BMI is absolute garbage? You can be incredibly fit and still be classified as overweight or obese, which is often the case for bodybuilders and professional athletes. For those of you who don't know, BMI stands for Body Mass Index. It's a calculation that uses your weight and height. The BMI was created in the 1800s to measure body size in the general population to look for the average. The problem with it is that it wasn't created by a physician. It was actually created by a mathematician. And it was never intended to be used on individuals, only at a population level. It doesn't really predict health either, but physicians still act like it does. It makes me wonder, why are we still using it to this day? Your guess is as good as mine. Often, those in the bikini industrial complex will try to convince people that their body shaming is about wellness or health, but it is really just a way to sell their product in a more subtle way. So how do we fix this? How do we destroy the so-called bikini industrial complex? Well, the authors from my burnout book suggest that the first step should be to accept ourselves, to accept the mess that we are. If we all accepted and loved ourselves, these businesses wouldn't make any money. And that's easier said than done. But I think that not being too harsh on ourselves is a great first step to becoming more positive about our bodies. I encourage you to listen to the episode on Self-Compassion 101 if you want to learn more about how and why you can be nicer to yourself. In fact, let's practice some self-love right now. I'll invite you to close your eyes and repeat after me. I am smart. I am strong. 
I am beautiful. Doing little things like this is a great way to start your day. It may seem silly at first, but you will gain a tiny bit of confidence every day. Living with the chronic stress of body image concerns is not healthy. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on our mental and physical health. We are sold an idea of what a healthy body is supposed to look like, which isn't true. And then the stress from trying to meet some unrealistic ideals causes actual health problem. It's absurd. Awareness of the bikini industrial complex and being able to recognize the social pressure to look a certain way is the first step in being able to push back against it and reclaim the brain space it takes up. By listening to our body's needs and practicing self-acceptance, we can begin reconstructing our own definition of beauty. Screw the societal standards. You're beautiful just the way you are. This is Fine, a podcast about stress, burnout, and resilience, was created by students at Mount Allison University. The students created each episode as part of a fourth-year psychology class called Stress, Burnout, and Resilience, taught by me, Dr. Lisa Don Hamilton. There's a link in the show notes to access the full script with references. You can also go to mta.ca slash psychology and click on the This Is Fine podcast link. Episodes were recorded at the CHMA studios in Sackville, New Brunswick, or over the internet when that wasn't possible. Script assistance, podcast basics, and training were provided by Matt Tunnicliffe. Music and audio production by Jeremy Dahl at palebluedotstudios. Thanks for listening and for supporting these students' foray into the world of podcasting.